everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. So, for the first half of this season, we have, in some form or fashion, been dealing with Randy and his adventures on his farm. And we are at, or at least we believe we are at, the final episode for this season dealing with Tegarty Farms. So the episode this week that I will be reviewing is Tegarty Farm or <laughs> Tegarty Farms. Yeah, let's go all the way back to the beginning of the season. No, the episode is called Season Finale. So I want to I want to explain that this is not the season finale. Of South Park, which is kind of weird because I remember when we did the the thoughts on Fro and I did years ago. It's like, is it really the season finale or are we getting more? And eventually we did get four more episodes, which will be coming up in the upcoming weeks. So. um, So, yeah, the, the, the title is a little misleading <laughs> to say that, so if you've never watched an episode of South Park and you've heard this being the season finale, it's not really the season finale. So, uh, with all that said and all the confusion that you're dealing with as much as I am, let's get into this week's episode, Season Finale. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 6th, 2019. So our episode begins with Randy and Towley doing a podcast when the police come in and they take Randy away and they take him to see the mayor. So the mayor basically tells Randy, look, the, the town has had enough of you. And they show a, they show him video of him blowing up one of the neighbor's marijuana farms. And this was where Randy said, oh, Mexican Joker did this. When in reality, it was Randy. Randy pissed in the, you know, the plants, took a dump, and then he set it on fire. So, because of this, the town has decided to put him in jail and they will arraign him at a later date. So, the mayor's like, alright, well, things are going to get back to normal in this town. We've been 300 plus episodes in. Is this town ever normal? Meanwhile, the boys are playing a game of football when one of the kids, Jason White, is wide open. He could catch a ball and have a touchdown. Cartman throws the ball, and he's as he's about to get it, a police car runs over him, and he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's dead. So, and then Cartman's like, Oh, he would have had that. So, at the funeral, 
Robert White, the father, talks about how everyone is, per, you know, persecuting Randy and the farm and how there aren't many people here to support the Whites. It's a good clip. Unfortunately, I'm going to say this right now. Unfortunately, I'm not able to play clips this week because I can't find any on YouTube. How sad is that? Can't find any. So, Sharon has a talk with Stan and Shelly. And she tells them, Your dad may be going away for a while if found guilty. And they're like, Really? He, he he could be put away for a while? Yep, he, he is. And it's, it's so weird because it's like Stan and Shelly are happy and then Sharon's like, oh, wait a minute. If he's put away, we could sell the farm and go back to living in town and having a normal life like we used to have. So they're all kind of celebrating that, hey, there's a real possibility that we could go back and living our lives. So then for the first time all season, and, and I got to give Trey and Matt props on this for the first time all season. We have Mr. Garrison. I mean, Donald Trump. I mean, Mr. Garrison, the first time all season. So good job. Kudos. So Randy calls him, and he's trying to get some help. You know, try to get his way out of serving time. And Mr. Garrison tries to teach Randy the, it wasn't my fault, it was your fault, shtick. So then, Randy asks this wonderful question. He asks him, do you have any good lawyers? He's like, no. I got Rudy Giuliani here. And one of the things I notice in this episode, and it's very weird because I watch these episodes on Max. This is the first episode in God knows how long I've been watching this where they actually censor a few words. Like, it is so bizarre because it's like when you get to a certain point watching the show. I, I I can't pinpoint the exact season. I want to say it's maybe five, six, or seven. It's uncensored. Like, when you watch it on Comedy Central, it's censored. When you watch it on a streaming or DVD or Blu-ray, from a certain point on, it's uncensored. Here, they censor a few words during the episode. And I'm like... Wow, that is so different, <laughs> is the best way to put it. So, the Broflovskis come over to the farm, and they have a, you know, a, a thing of lasagna, and they're like, oh, we're sorry to hear about Randy, and Sharon's like, come on in, uh, other people brought food. And we have Give Up the Funk by Parliament playing, as there are people there kind of celebrating the possibility of Randy being put in jail. And, you know, some of the people ask Sharon, oh, how are you going through the pain? And 
she's like, well, you know, I, I took all the pictures that had Randy down and all the marijuana pictures down and, you know, it's just really helping me through. And they're like, are you going to be okay? And Sharon's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's going to be all right. And then the white family barge in. Now, I had this thought before I get into what Mr. White says. I used to watch The Amazing Race, which is a very good show if you've never seen it. It's a really good show. They did one season of The Amazing Race where it was a family edition. And they had a black family, and they were known as Wait for it. Wait for it. The Black Family! You couldn't have made this shit up. Even if I tried. You couldn't have made this up. And the Black Family were... The first team eliminated. Couldn't make this up. Again, couldn't make it up! If I tried, I couldn't make it up. So... Mr. White goes on this thing about how, you know, y'all are celebrating Randy possibly being put away. How could you? And the mom is still grieving over the loss of her son, which is totally understandable. So as they're leaving, Cartman goes out and talks to them. And he tells them about a place that he's been to. So the White family goes to the ICE detention center. And there are a bunch of other parents, you know, that came and are on this, you know, bus coming to, you know, the detention, the detention center. And this is such a great scene because I feel like the depiction is so good. So they're looking at the kids and they're told that their parents have been deported, but the kids stayed because they were born in the U.S., which isn't true at all. And they're treated as if they're pets at a pet shelter. You know, the dogs and the cats. It is so cruel, but in a way it's kind of true how these kids are treated. So they see this one little boy. Name is Alejandro. And they look at him, they're interacting with him, and it's like, okay, we'll take him. We'll adopt Alejandro, and we'll go, you know, we'll bring him home. So Randy then goes to see the, the doctor in the prison. And he's like, you know, I haven't been feeling so good, you know. And he tries to blame his sickness from not using marijuana on the doctor, which doesn't really good. So, then the Whites are watching the news, and here's Rudy Giuliani, you know, losing his teeth. That That's the joke with Giuliani, is like his front teeth are falling out, they're dentures. And I watched, and, and I thought about a line that I'd heard the last couple years and it could be true about anybody, but I think it's true with Giuliani. Because remember, when 9-11 happened, and how Giuliani 
led that town, led New York City through like the worst moment in the history of the city. He's a national hero. And it goes to the old saying, you live, you know, you become a hero, but yet you live long enough to be the bad guy. You live long enough to be the villain. And that's kind of the depiction here of, of Giuliani is he has now become the villain or a villain with everything with Trump and all that. So the whites are watching the news and Alejandro is on his phone. Well, the whites have a rule that you can't be on your phone past 7 p.m. And apparently Alejandro was trying to make a call to Mexico. And Mr. White's like, the whites don't do long distance. And every time they, you know, he speaks in Spanish, they're like, bien, gracias, y tú? Which translates to good, thanks, and you? So, Randy is in jail, and he gets a visitor. And he's only allowed 15 minutes with a visitor, which I think is kind of normal. Although I've never been in jail, so... Knock on wood, I never have to do this. So he goes into the room, and here's Giuliani. Giuliani has been sent by Trump, Garrison, to help Randy with his case. And he's like, I got you a little something. So Giuliani pulls down his pants, pulls down his underwear, starts to, you know... Looks like he's going to take a dump. And he pulls out a blunt. It's a joint. Yes, marijuana. And Randy takes a puff of marijuana. It's probably the first time in weeks that he's had some kind of marijuana. Meanwhile, the whites are outside at the grocery store trying to get people to sign the petition to get Randy free. And Alejandro is not doing it at all. Not ringing the bell. So one of them comes up with this idea. Maybe if we get Alejandro some, you know, someone to take care of, he'll learn responsibilities. So they go back to the ICE detention center, back to where the kids are, looking like it's a dog pound. And they find this little four-year-old kid. And they talk to each other in Spanish. And they're like, oh, this is going to work out just fine. So, now we go to the day of the session in court. And you've got two groups. You've got the... Everyone is tired of Randy and his shenanigans group, which is pretty much the entire town. And then you have the group of supporting Randy, which are the whites. And Alejandro is not doing something he's supposed to be doing. Oh, it's he doesn't have suntan lotion on. So he's like, you have to put it on. We're whites. We put on suntan lotion. Alejandro's getting really pissed off at this point, and Mr. White wipes the suntan lotion on his face, and Alejandro leaves in anger, leaves in, you know, like, he's just really pissed off. 
So we get to trial. Randy is sitting in between Rudy Giuliani and Mr. Garrison. And Randy tries to do the whole, I'm innocent, I didn't do it, you guys made me do it spiel. And then he has a realization. He has a realization that, you know, I should start taking responsibility for myself. I made a business deal with the Chinese government. I, you know, messed up people's homegrown marijuana plants. And I forgot the one thing that I was going to do, and that's have integrity. And then he talk, and there's this great line in the episode where he mentions his family. He's like, I have a loving wife and a loving son. And then he goes on, and then Shelly has this look of like, what the hell? What about me? <laughs> it was really, really good. And then he mentions how the, the, the joint that Giuliani gave him was real shitty. It's like really, really bad. So as he finishes the speech, there's some commotion going on in town. So we go to the main street. Here's Alejandro. He's on top of a police car. But the police are thinking, this is Mexican Joker. This really is Mexican Joker. And they are freaking out. They're like, oh my God, it's Mexican Joker. So Mr. White tries to tell Alejandro to get down. He doesn't. He's breaking the windshield on the police car. Uh, looks like he's going to have, you know, a Molotov cocktail thrown. And then he gets shot at a little bit. And then he runs away. And we don't know what happens. So Randy is exonerated on all charges. And he's a free man. So he tries to give a speech. And Rudy Giuliani is giving him a shoulder massage. Kind of creepy. Kind of really, really creepy. And he thanks the one group of people who have supported him through this whole ordeal. And you're thinking, okay, you know, it's his family. No, it's the Whites. It's the White family. They're the only ones who appreciate, you know, that had helped Randy through this whole deal. So now we go back to the farm, and it's starting to snow. And Randy tells them, well, we're done for the season. And they're like, what do you mean we're done? Well, we've had our first snow. The snow's killed the crops. Our season is done. And he, you know, does this kind of like little send-off finish of the season. And he has a can that says season finale. And he puts it up on the shelf. And you see like a real hand. And then you see the other cans. And they have all the names of the episodes for this whole season up to this point. And that is the end of season finale. Um, a couple of fan reactions I want to mention 
from the South Park website before I give my thoughts on the episode. This episode's references, the episode references to people having had enough integrity farm and wanting to do away with Randy were widely interpreted as satirizing ongoing fan complaints, pardon me, about Randy's increased focus in the show at the expense of other characters, especially the fourth graders. And this aspect led to high fan excitement before and after air. Jason White's death in the episode received a mixed reaction among the fans, with many expressing disappointment on social media to see the character killed off, and some for his limited role in the storyline. Social media chatter among fans focused heavily on his passing, and multiple posts on Tumblr received hundreds of notes referencing his death, including memorials reflecting on his role in the show, and an astute observation that any ancillary character could be killed off at any point, and that's kind of unsettling. Um, let me see, do I have... No, they've taken down... I was going to check to see if they did have it, but unfortunately, they do not. So, maybe if someone has, like, a tribute of <laughs> of the Jason White character, they can, uh, they can send it to me, and maybe I'll play it in the future. As far as this episode goes, it's a nice wrap-up to the Randy Tegarty Farms storyline. It, it just needed to end. It, it just did. Um, I don't think they would have been able to have gotten away with doing a 10-episode season based on Tegarty Farms and Randy and all that. There, there's just no way. Because, you know, at the time, we're about a year away from the election. And, you know, there's some stuff going. I, I just don't think they could have done a whole season, you know, 10 episodes of Tegarty Farm. So I think stopping it here at just past the halfway point is a good mark. It's a good time. Um, there were a few good moments in the episode. I, I liked how we finally do get Mexican Batman or yeah, Mexican Joker and how Randy comes to re to the realization that he lost his way when, you know, when he started doing Tegarty Farms and what it really was meant to be. So I'm going to give this a seven, a seven. I, I think is a good, um, a good way of saying, you know, this was a good episode, good part of the season, so let's see where we go the rest of the way. Jesse Shadeen of IGN gave this an 8.5 out of 10, praising how the episode managed to tie loose ends in a satisfying way and explaining it may not actually be the season finale, but this South Park episode succeeds in bringing together a number of ongoing plot threads and bringing the Tegarty Farms saga to a close. Some of the material involving the White family grows repetitive, but this is still one of the stronger chapters of season 23 so far. I, I, I think that's the whole joke with the White family, is they're meant to be repetitive. I, I really think that's the whole joke. So, John Huger of the AV Club gave this a B and called it entertaining, stating, 
season finale was an enjoyable episode, and while it led Randy off while it led Randy off the hook a little too easily, its well executed twist ending and the memorable return of Trump Garrison made it quite a worthwhile affair. Alright, let's go to IMDB, see what they thought of this episode. Over 2,000 people gave this episode a rating, and the IMDB rating for season finale is a 7.2 out of 10. To break it down, 552 people gave it a 7, that's the score I'm giving this week's episode. 278 people gave it a 10, and 100 people gave it a 1, so very interesting scores. But now comes probably everyone's favorite part of the show, the U- or the IMDb user reviews. So let's begin with Kurtz G. Hammond, who wrote, This season has featured a lot of Tegrity Farms, which I'm okay with, but some people aren't. This episode references that with its storyline and its genius. There's a couple reviews saying this episode is leftist propaganda, which is hilarious that people are still complaining about South Park making episodes about current politics. This is a funny episode, and it's been a pretty decent season so far. I'm happy with the state of South Park right now. I'm excited to see what the rest of the season is about. E.P. Owen wrote... I gotta admit, I was wondering if South Park would bring Garrett Trump back. I know there are a lot of people sick of politics and the impeachment stuff, but personally, I love it. Especially when South Park gets involved. They always have Trump down to a T. These guys are brilliant the way they spin the stories. Watch it. It's worth it. Okay, uh, let's, let, let's find maybe a couple of the leftists thought here. Hardlight writes, South Park has been a staple of the idea of pushing back against the establishment since its inception. It has repeatedly done the argument that whoever is in power is to be mocked, and for the most part, they have done it. The problem has been clear since 2016 and, oh jeez, that when it comes to political satire, Trey Parker has a massive bugbear about the current establishment. Uh, circa 2016, 2020 August as of this writing. And when involving things like political events and social topics that involve the home politics, the preaching comes out too often. This leads to a rather unfortunate state of affairs, one that has been present since the first first appearance of a reoccurring joke on the show, being the Whites, which coincidentally started appearing around the same time as the problematic issue of the government of the then-2017 president. It gets to be somewhat galling to see the people who once argued that a monster sitting on a snook that rips Kenny's face off in the episode The Snook are themselves now the same liberal elite group who will twist the world into being a pretzel instead of seeing how a media are avoiding real life. To make the point more clear here, South Park has been an attempt at shining a light at the problems in society and mocking them. 
from the first scene of the episode Osama Bin Laden has farty pants to the insane attempts at sensationalizing the abuse of children and the death of a man who fled from Chris Hansen in Le Petit Tourette. It's a shame that the people who did things that allowed us to see the world as being a screwed up place, but one we can laugh at, have turned it into another example of CNN and its biased and one-sided view of the world. Because apparently, that is offensive now, too. Ooh, boy. Okay. Um, this one is from Daniel N-15525, whose title is Obama Deported Illegal Immigrants as Well and Separated Families for Eight Years. The media must think the public is stupid. Remember, I'm, I'm reading comments. These are not my opinions, and I'm not going to put opinions on it. Drake V underscore 422 wrote, When Stone and Parker made fun of past presidents on the show, it was a different time, when Americans hadn't been barraged with political humor and editorials for four years straight. Everyone does it now, and it has become the easy-to-make joke that writers make when there are no other ideas left. It's perfectly understandable and quite tempting to make jokes about the president. But now that it's such a staple of TV comedy, South Park should be straying from this conformity and making jokes independent of the norms. And yet, they're not. In this episode, South Park has become merely another 2019 comedy show and not the groundbreaking, inspiring, stunning, and brave work of art that it has been for so long. That is, until this season or partially as far back as 2015. I understand that this show is over two decades old, and that only so many ideas haven't been done or ruined by The Simpsons or Family Guy. Perhaps it's time for the show to honorably spare itself from that ugly fate. The call for cancellation is just. I love this show, as I did The Simpsons, more than any other, but I know what old age can do the brilliance of something, and I don't want to see it happen again. I hope Stone and Parker realize this. I hope to God I truly do. The thing is, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. It's possible that it was a sort of payment for making the China jokes, of which Comedy Central probably disapproved. In return for that, they had to make a joke that conforms to the wishes of the network. I still love the show. It's no big deal. Alright, this one is from Strife-91790. The title here, Giuliani Portrayed as Biden. Biden is the one who sniffs, rubs shoulders, and invades personal space regularly. This is well documented. He could have been portrayed as an overzealous yes-man, sure, but portraying him this way is just lazy. Uh, Alright, I'm going to read a couple more. Uh, this is from Martin's Marks, who wrote, Unfortunately, it took five times really bad episodes to tie together this half of the 23rd season. Trey and Matt should go back to create standalone episodes with a little bit of other plots or one main plot. But it still wasn't nowhere near as gold old episodes. Pardon me. Like, I was watching South Park Season 9 the other day, and my brother thought that South Park still has it. He was shocked when I told it's a season nine episode. Wow. 
Uh, Darth Voorhees wrote, I didn't know what the heck the th to think of Tegarty Farms becoming a thread that went through almost half a season of South Park. I love Randy, but there have been bad Randy episodes where they just overdo a joke and beat the dead horse senselessly. It seemed like this Tegarty Farms season was going to be a bust because of this, but something magical happened. The joke became funny because of its almost crazy repetition. Season finale is the punchline of a long setup. It is South Park being self-aware about its humor. I love that they bluntly acknowledge that Randy had taken over the show and that the joke had worn out its welcome. It's that kind of wink at the audience that works in South Park because they are so earnest about their setups. I loved the Trump humor. I was sorry that Garrison had not appeared in all of last season. Casting Garrison as Trump is one of the most ingenious things South Park has ever done. It actually is. That's a re It really is a smart thing. Even though he is used sparringly, I feel they get the most out of President Garrison. South Park may shy away from doing too much Trump stuff, but this episode and Splatty Tomato with the White Family are the hardest I've laughed at South Park in years. I love how Randy almost has that moment of self-reflection about his selfishness, but because he lives in a Trump garrison culture, he can't quite make that final leap. This is a near-perfect marriage of South Park being silly for the sake of it, and South Park taking the headlines to say something with its humor. I hope Tegarty Farms reopens next season. I am down for more Randy's hijinks. Okay, and let's see. Let, let, let's go to Eric Stevenson, whose reviews are really well-written. He writes, Well, this website claims there's going to be more episodes this season. The show doesn't break the fourth wall much, but it seemed to at the end. Then it turns out it was just Randy advertising his show within a show. This features Randy being arrested upon discovering he was behind the bombings. The climax references that of the movie Joker. I really did not see that coming. I'm glad they brought Gara Trump back. It's been too long without him. Rudy Giuliani gets mocked too. I almost like I need to pay more attention to the news. I can't tell if they're referencing a recent event or not. Well, I keep track well enough. <laughs> same here, Eric. Same here. I try not to watch the news as much because, you know, it's kind of depressing nowadays, but... All right, that's going to do it for the show. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Follow us on Instagram, SharksPond Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come up, future South Park episodes. And don't forget to check out our friends at SMB, a South Park review, where they discuss classic South Park episodes. Well, now that we're done with Tegarty Farms, we can move on with our lives. Because in the next episode, we're going to be seeing PC Principal and Strong Woman dealing with someone from Strong Woman's past. The episode next time is Bored Girls. That's next time here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all next time.